Hello, everyone. It's summertime. Aside from the beach, I think the department store and movie theaters are the best places to spend your summertime. Hi, I'm Viola. Welcome to Screen Screen. In today's episode, we're going to talk about two new movies that are not from Hollywood. And in Top Double O Seven. We're going to talk about two movies that are summer hits. So if you want to know which movies are trending right now, don't miss the show today. First of all, let's listen to the introduction of the first new movie we're going to talk about. Girl Picture. Mimi, Emma, and Ronco are girls at the cusp of womanhood, trying to draw their own contours. In three consecutive Fridays, two of them experience the earth-moving effect of falling in love. While the third goes on a quest to find something she's never experienced before, pleasure. The first new movie we're going to talk about today, Girl Picture, is from Finland, and I think just from listening to the introduction, you can feel that this is. A very interesting movie related to young adulthood, especially within girls into womanhood. The narrative the director used on this film is like a diary. Well, not diary. It's more like a weekly report exploring the emotional characteristics throughout three girls coming of age. You can see that sometimes they're direct, sometimes they are anxious. And the movie's not judgmental at all. It was critically acclaimed after the Sundance Film Festival premiere in the beginning of this year, and it also won the audience pick. So I would say this is a very enjoyable movie for the audience. The three young actors all have very clear characteristics. Topics discussed in the movie include laws, relationship between parents and kids, and your social life. So the audience gets to experience all these adolescents with the characters at the order encounter, ski ice, the party dance floor, etc. And of course, the lonely night in the cities. Not only did it win the audience pick at the Sundance Film Festival, it was also selected into the New Generation Unit at the Berlin Film Festival. So basically, this movie talks about how we all faced. Well, maybe not all, because I don't think I can relate. But it seems really interesting. For example, one of the characters, Emma, is a ski athlete, and she has been practiced skiing for many years. But she just can't conquer the most difficult movement. So there are a lot of young adult topics in the movie: making love, falling in love, getting together, separating, talking to your friends, or cold war. Or like with Emma, we get to see continuous practices and frustration. It's like a young adult loop. And through the cinematography and music. We get to feel the unique closeness and struggles of young women. Now it's time for the other new movie that's not from Hollywood, The Killer. A retired hitman agrees to take care of a teenaged girl, but when she becomes involved with unsavory people, he has to rescue her.
The second new movie we're going to talk about today, The Killer, is from Korea, and you can tell it's an action movie, but it also involves a teenage girl. So both of our new movies represent young power. The Killer participated in the Italian Far Eastern International Film Festival in 2022. As we heard in the introduction, the movie is about a retired hitman. But in order to find his peaceful life back, he has to revive his killer instinct, and his only mission is to save that girl. Actually, the protagonist thinks that he can just be the protector of the girl for a while, but he never thinks that the girl would be kidnapped, and that causes a lot of troubles for him. The actor of the protagonist Chang Hyuk said that he and the production company planned this work together. After they filmed another film before, they decided to make an action movie once again together, and that's how they picked the novel *The Killer* as the story base. The director also said that because his crew. Has cooperated with Chang Hyuk before, so they know exactly what he's good at. Although the preparation, the pre-production time for this movie wasn't long, the actor Chang Hyuk won't make you anxious. You will even be amazed that wow! Of course, he's Chang Hyuk. Chang Hyuk played 99% of the action scenes himself, and because without doubles. The director wouldn't need to call cut all the time. There were a lot of amazing shots. Even an actor who's good at playing action scenes, if they don't have enough energy, it's still going to be difficult. But Chang Hyuk has prepared very well, and that saved the crew a lot of work. I don't follow Korean entertainment too much, so I have to admit that. I don't really know who Chang Hyuk is, but if you pay attention to Korean movie industry, you will know that he's an expert of action scenes. So this movie, The Killer, won't let you down. Now, before we move on to Top Dub O Seven and talk about two hit movies this summer, let's review what we had from last week. We had two top threes: Minions: The Rise of Gru and Four: Love and Thunder. Top two was Jurassic World Dominion, and top one, Top Gun Maverick. First of all, let's check out what we have from top seven to top four. Top six, Decision to Leave. 많이 놀라셨겠습니다. Elvis. Mr. Elvis Presley. Get a haircut, buttercup. Top five, Detective Conan. The Bride of Halloween. Top four, Minion. The Rise of Gloom. While Minions dropped from top three to top four, but that's because, but that's probably because it's only going to be released in Taiwan this weekend. It's probably going to climb up back, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Minions: The Rise of Gru. Most villains in the movie die or disappear after one episode, 
except movies like Harry Potter or The Lord of the Rings, that kind of franchise. And when we watch movies, it's very difficult for us to imagine that villains have their own idols. But since this movie, Minions: The Rise of Fru, it's kind of like a prequel. We're going back to the time when Gru was still a kid, so I guess that's reasonable if he has an idol. So back when Gru was still a kid, his idol was the Vicious Six. The Vicious Six is an evil organization led by a group of people that I personally think who don't look like supervillains at all. I mean, for example. They have members who will carry a giant lobster claw, a nun who wields nunchucks, and a roller skater champion on a roller skater with spikes as weapons. But you know this is comedy. And after the Vicious Six refused to take Gru in, Gru, who decides to become a villain, fights back right away. And that's how they become opponents. Actually, this movie is already the fifth of its franchise, and the reason why it can develop into its own series is because of the minions. I don't know why, but it seems that the minions can always attract the audience eyeballs, and at the same time, they create happiness. So even though Gru is a villain. Everyone hopes that he can succeed, and in the past four episodes, we could see that Gru and Minions plan a lot of crime plans and a lot of unbelievable, splendid action scenes. And I can tell you, you won't be disappointed this time because this one is no exception. Now let's listen to top three to top one and see which is the last movie we're going to talk about today. Top three, Jurassic World. Dominion. Genetic power has now been unleashed. We made a terrible mistake. Top two, Top Gun, Maverick. Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. Top one, Thor, Love and Thunder. He went from dead bod to god bod, and after all that. Wow, Thor is number one. Although it's not so good, I mean, I talked about it last week, and I said I think it's only better than the second Thor movie. But you know, it's Marvel. It still gets its box office. And since it's only the second week we talk about it, I'm not going to give spoilers. So I'm just going to cover some information that you probably want to know. First of all. It's the second time that Marvel invited the award-winning New Zealand director Taika Waititi to be the scriptwriter and the director. Director Waititi thought that ever after the third episode of Thor Ragnarok, we saw the Avengers three and four, the Infinity War and the End Game. The audience see how Thor is lost. So he wanted to discuss this problem. Although this is not that kind of serious drama that would discuss the interior emotions and world of characters, director Watiti still wants to 
make this film into a movie that talks about what Thor has to do after mid age. And something interesting is that there's a funny Zeus in the movie that steals all the stage light. Because besides the adventure storyline of the main characters, the biggest surprise of Thor Love and Thunder is all the A-listed cameos. But since I mentioned that I'm not going to give out spoilers today, so I'm going to talk about just one, Russell Crowe, because he's in the trailer and he's on the cast list. Director Watiti got the Oscar winning actor Russell Crowe to play Zeus, but he never thought that his acting is going to be the most splendid part in this movie. As for Chris Hemsworth, he likes how the director combines the Nordic mythology and Greek mythology, and the audience gets to see very humorous Zeus this way. As we all know, the Thor series is now a comedy in Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I think if you're not a big Marvel fan like me, if you just want to have a good laugh, Thor Love and Thunder may be a good choice. But if you want to enjoy Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think Thor Love and Thunder is just an episode of this giant soap opera. I mean, big Marvel fans like me will still go see it because we still want to follow up what's going on, but it's not necessary to watch it. It's just not that good. And that's all the time we have for today. Hope you like the show. And remember to tune in same time next week. I'm Viola. See you next week.